We are talking playoffs today. We are back for next episode of Slapshot Sammy Podcast. And we are getting very, very close to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We are about nine games away, depending on which team. Uh, Some teams are a little bit further, like Dallas and Vancouver. Uh, Some teams only have about five games left. But we are closing in on the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. And there's a lot to talk about. So let's jump right in. Uh, We're going to talk first. A couple teams already clinched as of today. Uh, All three of them coming from the West Division. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights were the first to do so, followed by the Colorado Avalanche. And just of last night, the Minnesota Wild, the surprising Minnesota Wild surging into third there uh, and clinching a playoff spot. So those are the only three that have clinched so far, Um, all coming from the West Division. That fourth spot still up for grabs in the West. But as of now, three of those teams have clinched. The positioning will change a little bit for the the actual seating. But as of now, those teams are in. Uh, let's look at some of the other divisions. So I want to look at the races in the other divisions. Uh, it's it's unique this year where uh, not every division is in a race right now. Um, a couple of the divisions, the East and the North, are fairly set as far as their playoff teams. The seeds will change a little bit. But let's jump in first with those those two. So right now we have in the in the East Division, uh, we're looking at obviously Washington's up top. They've been up there pretty much the entire season. Uh, Pittsburgh right now is in second, one point behind Washington. The New York Islanders are in third, two points behind Pittsburgh, and the Boston Bruins holding down that fourth and final spot, three points behind New York. Uh, so the Rangers and kind of the Flyers were making a little bit of a push to get into that playoff. It seems now that the Rangers are falling off. They are six points out. Um, they've had a, a decent stretch, but not enough, especially since Boston's 7-3 and three in the last 10. Um, they're six points out with two games. Uh, Boston has two games in hand. So looks to be that those top four are set. Like I said, what, Pittsburgh's only one point away from first. Uh, New York is only two points away from third or from second. Boston's only three points away from third. So it, it can change in the end here what seed is is – Uh, which team is which seed. But as far as the playoff teams, it seems pretty set there. Same thing in the North. As we know, Toronto is blowing away the the competition. They are 65 points, uh, a full eight points ahead of Winnipeg, who is behind them in second with 57. Edmonton is one point behind them with 56. And then Montreal, Montreal at 49 uh, is, is behind them. So not to say they are out because Calgary and Vancouver are still technically in. Um, well, of course, everyone's technically in. I don't know if anyone's actually been eliminated yet. But Calgary and Vancouver. Calgary is four points behind Montreal right now. Uh, with one, one, Montreal has one game in hand. So it's not likely, uh, especially because Calgary has been very mediocre lately. Um, but Vancouver only has only played 41 games. So that's five games in hand on Montreal. So they are eight points out, which is a lot but five games in hand. So you never know what could happen there uh, if Montreal can, you know, goes on a little bit. They're three and seven in the last 10. So if they keep struggling a little bit, maybe one of those teams can find their way in. But for the most part, it seems that those will be the top four. Um, and the only changes that will happen seem to be between Winnipeg and, and Edmonton, who would be fighting for home ice advantage in that 2-3 slot uh, as the f- one and four are kind of a, a pretty big gap from them. But as far as the other two divisions, they are very much – in a battle, um, whether it's for it's seeding or whether it's for that fourth and final spot. Um, let's start with the West. So as I said, Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota are the top three. They've clinched. Uh, 
Right now, Vegas is 70 points, four points up on Colorado for second. Colorado does have two games in hand on Vegas, though, so that's very much alive for that first seed in the West. Uh, Vegas has won nine in a row, though, so if they don't lose, they're not going to lose this spot. It's pretty simple with that, uh, but Colorado's been a great team. They're eight and two in the last 10, so they've been great as well. Um, those top three have been, I mean, it, it was always about the Central, and the Central top three are still very good. But as of late, uh, Colorado's eight and two. Minnesota's eight one and one, and they've won seven in a row. Vegas is nine one and oh, and they've won nine in a row uh, in the last ten. So if there, there's no teams better right now than those top three uh, in the West. Below them, Arizona sits well out of those top three. Uh, there's a, almost a twenty point gap between fourth and third in that division. Um, and Arizona is only one point up on St. Louis right now, and St. Louis does have three games in hand on Arizona. Um, however, both of those teams are doing their very best to not make the playoffs. Arizona is three and seven, and St. Louis is four and six in their last uh, ten, respectively. So, um, one of those two teams, Saint, San Jose, is next, down at at fifty one point or forty one points, but um, it doesn't seem like they're going to be to be making it. They had a chance until they they've gone one eight and one in their last ten, uh, kind of blew them out way out of the the spot there and. Then you look down and Los, Los Angeles is behind them. And that there's just a, a too big of a gap, I think, for them to make up um, the six to seven points in order to get back into the playoff spot. But St. Louis and Arizona will be a battle till the end because St. Louis with three games in hand, very much alive in that race. But one of those teams has to take it. Um, they have to figure out a way to win some games consistently. Um, but that's very much alive for that. And then it, it seems that any of those top three can win the division, realistically. Um Minnesota five points behind Vegas, so it's not as likely. Uh, but two and three, especially same as the as the other divisions where they're battling for that home ice advantage in that two three matchup. Colorado looks destined to play Minnesota, and Vegas to play Arizona or St. Louis. So um, very good battle there. Speaking of the Central, though, let's jump into that. As I said, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa have been some of the best teams all season. They're mostly in the top five to seven of the power rankings. They're uh, they're usually the highest in points. Lately, it's been uh, kind of more even, though. Um, Carolina has been has been very good. They're six one and three in their last ten, but the other two have kind of struggled. Um, Florida is five four and one, and Tampa is five five and zero oh in their last ten. So Tampa's fallen from first to, th- to third, and they're now a full four points out of first um, with no games in hand on Carolina. Uh, Florida is 67 points, so they're three points up, but they do have they've played two more games, so Tampa could catch them. Um, but that all important two three matchup, um, winning that division is is big because ugh, those three teams, those are three Stanley Cup contender teams. So whoever gets that two three, it's a really tough matchup. Now we go to the fourth and final spot, and all of a sudden that fourth and final spot looked like it might be a team that just gets in and maybe you know is the the prey for the top seed in the central all of a sudden Nashville and Dallas are turning it on. We know Nashville went on a, a ridiculous, you know, 14 game streak of, of um, like 12, one and one or something like that. But now Dallas all of a sudden is seven, one and two in the last 10. They're only two points out from Nashville uh, with two games in hand. So now all of a sudden, you know, not, not to be too much of a front runner on the stars, but you put Dallas in a, in a fourth spot, with all the adversity they've dealt with, with all they dealt with all the way to the cup final last year in the bubble, I don't think I want to play Dallas in the first round. Uh, they are a playoff type team. So if they get in, they will have a tough, they will be a tough out for any team that they play against. And I think that teams will should be afraid of Dallas uh, in the playoffs. But 
Like I said, right now, they are two points out. They will play Nashville one more time on May 1st, which will be a huge four-point swing there. Um, and then the tough thing for Dallas is they do have to go on the road for their seven of their last nine um, to finish the season. So that should come down to the end as well. But that's kind of how the playoff races are standing right now. Um, it's it's still close, but there's some that are, that are pretty set. Um, as far as teams that are kind of fading versus turning it on late, it's, it's very common for a team that gets on a run late to be a really good playoff team. You know, we've seen teams like LA back when they won the cup that just barely get in because they surge late and then they win the cup or they make a, make a run to the conference final or whatever it might be. Um, so let's look first at teams that are kind of fading. Uh, we, we spoke about Tampa. They're 5-5-0. Five, five oh. um, they were a dominant force for most of the season. They are going to get Kucherov back sometime soon, and they're, they're in no spot to miss the playoffs by any means. But they need to figure out a way because they're going to get thrown into a tough matchup no matter what, even if they do find a way to win the division. But right now it looks like they're going to be in the two or three spot and face Carolina or Florida. Um, so they need to figure out a way to, to turn it on. San Jose, like I said, they basically blew themselves out of the water when they still somehow had a chance to make a playoff spot. Arizona and St. Louis both doing the same thing. They're battling to not make the playoffs, it seems. Um, so we'll see which one of them is able to, to clinch onto that spot. Chicago was very much alive. If we if you look back at the standings for most of the year, Chicago was the fourth playoff team for most of the season until Nashville went on that run, and now Dallas went on their run. Chicago is just dropping off. They're going the complete opposite direction. Um, they are 5-5-0 five, five and oh in their last 10. They're All of a sudden, they are a minus 16 goal differential, um, and they are seemingly on their way out as they've they've lost a couple guys to injury. They traded away a couple people, um, and it just kind of seems like they are folding for the season, which I feel bad for Patrick Kane and Debrinkit and these guys that are doing so much, but um, it does seem that they are not going to make the playoffs. They just lost to Nashville, I think, two of three games uh, this week, which was their chance to make a big push. So Chicago, another team that's kind of on their way down. As far as teams that are surging, we mentioned Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, top three teams in the NHL right now. Minnesota, I'm rooting for Minnesota to win that, uh, to come out of the of the West in the into the final four or the semifinals, whatever we're calling it this year, since there's no conferences. Um, that's an exciting team to to finally be a top contender versus you know just making it. Uh, those three teams have been better than anybody else. I'm very intrigued by that 2-3 matchup. Uh, I think that whoever's the fourth, we just spoke about uh, St. Louis and Arizona kind of going the opposite direction. So whoever sneaks in as the four, good luck throwing, getting thrown in against Vegas or Colorado uh, or Minnesota in that first round. But other teams that are on their way up, Pittsburgh has been very good lately. They are surging. Uh, Boston has been really good and they've had to be because the Rangers were kind of making a run to catch the, to try to catch up to them. They're seven and three in their last 10 though. So they're, they're really trying to hold down that last spot. And it seems like they are basically clinched into it by now. Uh, Carolina, we spoke about earlier is, has been the best in the central lately while the other two have kind of dropped off a little bit. They have continued to rise and then Dallas and Nashville, um, in that fourth battle, you know, final playoff spot, they are playing playoff hockey right now. And it is a playoff series for them every night. Um, I've heard Dallas talk about it a ton. Nashville talk about it. They know that every game they go into now is a playoff game because if this, if Dallas goes in and loses and Nashville wins, that could be the difference. And that could be the end of the season or vice versa. So every game is a playoff game for them and they are showing it by surging and playing very well right now. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Dallas, though. Um, so Dallas, <laughs> their season has been wild. And or, now that Vancouver had their big cancellations, they are also in the same boat. Dallas has been in this boat for two months now, though. They've they've played four games in six nights almost every week. Uh, they've had one two-day break in the last, like, two and a half months. Um, they have zero two-day two, two breaks for the rest of the season. They play every other night, if not every night. Uh, four games in six nights and they're about to go they play two games against Carolina starting tomorrow Monday and Tuesday night big games because then they jump out on a seven game road trip and not that that's easy in any way no matter who you're playing but they're also not playing anybody bad they're going to Tampa Florida Chicago and Nashville so it's it's going to be really really tough for them especially because they're eight nine and four on the road they they have not been a very very good road team um, and their struggle early to start games has really killed them they only have nine goals in the first period on the road all season um, they're one of the worst first period teams in terms of scoring in general i think they only have 30 to 31 goals all season in the first period which is second to last only ahead of buffalo who just doesn't score in any period um and i think that it's going to be so big for them to to have faster starts in on these seven road games because you can't get behind the eight ball. And the craziest thing about the the stars though is that they also don't get scored on. They're top ten in goals against in the first period. Uh, they're top ten in goals against in general. They're top five in shots against in the first period. So it's not that they're going behind early. That's not the issue. The issue is that they don't score. So they might outplay the team or it might be fairly even, but they never find that first period goal or they rarely find that first period goal. Then all of a sudden, even though they turn it on and they're one of the better second and third period teams in the league, by that point, all it takes is one bounce for the other team or one goal the other way. And all of a sudden they're finding themselves in overtime. We all know how that's gone this season. Uh, although they've, they've won their last two, I believe in overtime slash shootout. Um, just last night, Jamie Ben picking a corner to uh, avoid a disaster loss against Detroit when they outshot him 52 to 17. And they just beat Detroit in the shootout on Tuesday. Um, so it's, you know, it's something for them that they need to figure out because they're going to be tired. They're playing ridiculous amount of hockey, mental, physical fatigue. Um, it's obvious that it may take longer to, if you've ever played a game or a tournament, let's say a tournament where you're playing a lot of games, sometimes it takes a little bit to get into the game, whether your legs are tired, whether you're just a little mentally foggy, whether you're just not as, ex as excited or, or motivated, not on purpose, but because of all the stuff going on and all the games you're playing, it can take a little bit. But in the NHL, you can't take 20 minutes to get into a game. Luckily for the Stars, it hasn't killed them as bad because of what we just said about their defense, that their goaltending plays well and their defense is able to stop the other team from scoring. Um, but they are a very good team. I believe they're only 15, something like 15, 9, and 4 um, when they score first. And they are far worse with only five wins when they don't score first. So it's so important that to them. And it, it just takes one. It just takes them scoring one goal in the first period um, to take a lead, whether it's 1-1 or 1-0, just getting a goal so that it's not always end of the first period, they don't score. And then I I don't know, I'm not in the locker room, but it would weigh on me if I was that team, if we're constantly not scoring in the first period. Every time it's like, all right, end of the first. I mean, as a fan and writer, I, I see it, and I'm like, oh, all right, we might as well just not turn the game on for the first 20 minutes because we know they're not going to score. 
um, especially when they're on the road. And it's, it's, it's a really big difference when you're tired playing from behind feels like an uphill battle, even more so than normal. And for the last seven games, they're going to be playing a ton of hockey. They're playing in a bunch of different, a bunch of different good teams. They're traveling a bunch. So it's going to be really, really important for them to score first. You score first, all of a sudden you're dumping pucks in. You can get a little four check going. You can be a little more, um, or a little less aggressive in certain areas and you don't have to drop into a big prevent, but you can play a little more defensively, which is their structure. The Stars are built to win games one nothing. That's that's their structure. Um, they don't score a ton of goals in general, and they definitely don't score a ton of goals in the first period. So if they're able to get a goal in the first period in some of these games, especially against a team like Tampa or Florida or uh, even Chicago that are that are team, especially Chicago towards the end, because they're going to be basically out of the playoffs by the last two games when they play Dallas. So you get on them early, and it's a big difference between – you know, a team that's not in the playoffs scoring first and being like, all right, let's ruin this team's, you know, playoff hopes or a team that you jump on them to nothing in the first period. And they're like, all right, well, we're, our season's over. Why should we, you know, battle for these last two games? It's just natural. It's human nature to to feel that way. And so for Dallas, it's going to be super important for them to get fast starts in these games um, and and find a way to to have a lead in, in the these road games, as many games as possible, because. They're not going to win all seven. Well, I hope they do, but I don't think they'll win all seven of those road games. So it's so important for them to not only win the games they should win, but find a way to stay in the games where they're maybe getting outplayed, um, whether that's finding an early goal, whether that's keeping them off the board early when they're getting outplayed to get themselves to overtime, whether they win or lose. Any point is going to be massive for this team. Um, as we know, they're so close in this playoff battle. So, um, interesting to see with that. They have two games in hand on Nashville going forward. And like I said, they're about to jump on. They play Carolina two nights in a row, and then they just jump on a nice seven-game road trip because all the games basically they got canceled besides those uh, besides those Texas games. They The NHL decided to reschedule them so that they'd play seven straight on the road to finish the season, um, which will be just one more adversity to check off the list. If they're able to overcome it and make the playoffs, they're just going to be stronger because of it. So. Um, playoffs are right around the corner. We will project or, uh, you know, look at the playoff matchups and who might be playing more next week and in the following week where we're getting, when we actually get closer, uh, to the actual playoff start, but some interesting things for the playoffs, Dallas is the only team as of right now, I think, but they are currently trying to get cleared to play in a full arena, full attendance for the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, um, it hasn't been approved yet. I believe they have to, you know, pitch it to the to the mayor and all these other things. I don't even I don't know how it works if it's a mayor or a governor or whatever it is, but they have to get it cleared by the by the city in order to do it. But um, they are trying to pitch it. That's eighteen thousand, I believe, somewhere around there that uh, would be at a stadium. I'm I'm kind of interested if the NHL will come into that vote because it's a competitive edge um, as well where, you know, we want to have fans, but let's say Dallas gets the four seed in their playoffs and they're playing, uh, they're playing um, Carolina in the first round. Carolina has 5,000 people at their arena and then they come and have to play Dallas and it's 18,000. That's a big competitive edge for that home ice advantage in that series. So it'll be really interesting to see if they're able to approve it, but it's just cool. I mean, anytime there's even just a mention of, hey, we want to have more people or, hey, we want to have fans. When, when we first got fans back, um, it's so great to see. And we, as in everybody who likes hockey or works in hockey or is around hockey, 
we want to see normalcy. We want to see fans. We want to see regular road travel. Um, and and uh, it looks like we might be getting some more of that going into the playoffs. Um, and then as far as next year, uh, we've been confirmed. Uh, we The NHL confirmed last last week that they, they hope to play this season uh, by October 14th, I believe is the exact date, which is about a week later than normal, um, which makes sense since this season is kind of, you know, all over the place. Um, but they're playing, they're planning on playing all the old divisions. So, uh, the only difference will be Arizona jumps into the central as the Seattle Kraken will jump into the Pacific. Um, it sounds weird even saying some of these division names because they, this year, they're just not that same thing. Um, but, I am very excited. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're excited about the the old divisions or if you like these new divisions for me, I just, I'm so sick of watching the Tampa Bay lightning and the Carolina hurricanes and the Detroit red wings. And, um, I just really want to get back to, to the old divisions the way they are. And it'll be cool. Cause Arizona will, will jump in with Dallas. So, um, it'll be a new matchup. It'll remind me of the old days, uh, when they used to be in the Pacific and travel out West. Unfortunately, it'll also mean later games when they, when they do go to Arizona, but um, it'll be, you know, so much better to get back to that. And even if let's, let's say this, the divisions, they're, they're going to change, but if, even if they were the same teams, it's not the teams, it's the fact that you play only in your division and so many times in a row. Um, we, we all kind of looked as fans at, at this little mini playoff series that was going to happen for each game, each, um, setup this year where the team would play each other two to three to four times. Uh, in a row and we weren't really sure we thought it you know it'd be exciting and it was at first you know it's cool to kind of get a little mini playoff series like this week against Detroit for Dallas was it felt like a playoff series they Dallas embarrassed them in one of the games and Detroit came out and embarrassed them right back and it felt like there was you know things carrying over which is what playoff hockey is all about but then it also just you just didn't get to see other teams you know nobody got to see Connor McDavid unless you were in the north Nobody got to see the star players. Nobody got to to kind of witness other teams. Now all of a sudden the playoffs are going to come around. And you're going to be watching these teams, especially if they play. If Dallas was able to, you know, if, if you're a fan of the Stars and they they make it all the way to the Final Four, they're going to play a team that you haven't seen all season because they haven't played them. Um, so I'm super excited to get back to traveling uh, to to play multiple games. You know, when you go on a four game road trip, it's four games in different cities. It's not four games in one city. Um, and I'm really excited for that. I think the fans in home arenas will be really excited that, you know, every other night is a new team. Um, you're not playing the same team four games in a row or three games in a row. So, you know, if you want to go to a couple games over a weekend, you get a couple different teams. Um, and that'll be good. I think it'll be good for the players too. It's got to feel, it's just got to feel so redundant to be a player and go right back into, to the same arena as playing the same team over and over again. Um, and by this time you're, you're, you know, eight games left in the season and you've, all you see in front of you is the same friggin' teams that you've been playing all season. Um, I just, I wouldn't like it as a player, so I can imagine that they, they don't love it, but as it stands right now, it looks like we are hoping as a league and everybody else for the old divisions to come back a regular full 82 game season, starting about a week later and hopefully full arenas, um, Things seem to be going well for the most part, and we got Dallas already asking if they can play in front of a full arena. Teams are already bumping up their attendance um, all over the league, and uh, I don't even know if Canada has fans yet, um, but Canada obviously is a little stricter than the U.S., which is why their cases are lower. 
uh, as far as COVID. So we'll see though what they do. Um, luckily for for the North Division, if one team, you know, if, if a Canadian team didn't want to uh, have fans yet, the rest of them won't either. So it's not like you know they have to come down here and play a, a full arena against a team in Texas or something. They'll be they'll be playing each other. So that shouldn't be a competitive edge in that division as far as the first two rounds go. But very excited for the, for the norm uh, to hopefully come back. But as far as the season, I got to just applaud the NHL. Um, as we know, there's been ups and downs. Robin Leonard spoke a week ago about how, you know, they were promised they were going to get more leniency and then they weren't when they got vaccinated. And there's there's been some stuff that the NHL has not done perfectly, but I don't blame them. This is a really, really tough situation. And dating back to the bubble, I think Gary Bettman and the whole league have done just such an amazing job to give us hockey. Um, we had a full Stanley Cup playoff. We've had a quote-unquote full season, and we're about to get another full Stanley Cup playoff. Now it's a little different, but it's mandatory for it to be different. And I just want to applaud the whole NHL for and the teams. Um, I cannot imagine the mental stress that has gone into this bubble and this sitting in your hotel and not being able to go anywhere and all these other things that go with how the NHL has been played lately. So hats off to everybody in the league and um, – I'm excited for the players to just be more free next year. Hopefully, you know, um, like I said, having new divisions and more travel, different travel and things like that will be great. Not playing the same teams over and over again, but also not being stuck in your hotel, not being able to not go out for dinner, uh, not being able to not hang out with your teammates as much as you can. All these other things have to just be mentally draining on the players. So um, very, very excited and hopeful that that does happen next season. Um, as far as this season, we are closing in on the playoffs. We are closing in on the end of the season and lots to look forward to. I believe a couple teams are closing in on clinching like Washington and, and Carolina and those other top teams. Um, and then those battles are going to rage on. I think that there's going to be a couple battles like the central that go all the way to 56 uh, for the games. And that'll be, that'll be fun to watch um, on the final day of the regular season, which I believe is May 10th. Uh, at least for the stars it is, and then we get some some playoff hockey starting right after that. So excited to see it. Thank you guys so much. This was a short episode. I wanted to keep it nice and brief. Uh, we'll dive deeper into some of the playoff projections and things like that next week. But thank you guys so much for listening. I am so excited to be bringing this every week, and I will see you next week for the Slapshot Sammy Podcast.